Midna is honestly my favourite character in the entirety of the Legend of Zelda series, so much so that I thought I'd dedicate an entire video to just her today. While I'm not as creative as some people with their imagination with an imp, shall we say, I think Midna is possibly the greatest written character in the Zelda series. When we last looked at my Twilight Princess retrospective a, a really long time ago now, we went through the first few dungeons of the game, ending off at a breaking point. Midna drained of all of her energy, and as Midna had to you much earlier in the game at this point, you need to save her. But before we talk about the climb up to Hyrule Castle itself, I think we need to talk about Midna a little more up until this point. There's a reason why Midna's name hasn't come up much in the last couple episodes of this series. Speaking of, make sure to go and check those episodes out before watching this one to get up to speed, and this series is going to be regular till at least February monthly. So sub to not miss the next episode. So just a heads up, I'm going to be talking about Midna as a whole, including what's revealed of her at the end of Twilight Princess, so if that doesn't sound like what you want, click off when you've got up to where you want to be. At the beginning of the game, and to our knowledge, Midna is literally a, a nobody. Out of the, uh, <clears throat> kindness of her heart, she decides that letting you out of your cell at the bottom of Hyrule Castle can only benefit both of you, but will mostly benefit her. She sees herself as the protagonist of this story, something that makes complete and utter sense since she is the rightful ruler of her people. She isn't looking to save the light world at this point in the story. I think the Zelda team did a really good job at making the player kinda hate Midna at the beginning of the game. She's arrogant, annoying at times, but not annoying in the way that Fi was annoying. She's not annoying because she pops up all the time at all. And I mean that in of itself is purely amazing. And Zelda Breath of the Wild, I think there are only two Zelda games that had companions that felt like they weren't constantly monitoring you. Those two companions were the King of Red Lions and in my opinion, Midna. She shows up when she needs to, or when she needs to explain something that should be explained. There definitely are still times where you'll come across something Midna says and sit there like, well yeah, I know that, but thanks, I guess. <laughs> but it doesn't happen nearly as much as with Navi or Fi in particular. Usually for a Zelda companion, this would probably be everything you'd actually be able to write about. They have some amount of backstory and, well, are they annoying? I'm planning on eventually doing these series for every single game in the series, or at least the 3D games, and I know I couldn't make whole videos on any of the other companions personally. The only other companion I think deserves its own video that I might actually give him one day is actually Limebeck. But that's a discussion for a whole other day. Over the course of the start of the game, Midna shows off her feelings of the light world a few times. Midna doesn't directly hate the world above, she probably just feels some amount of jealousy down to her people not being treated quite as nicely as the Hylians and the numerous other races living outside of the Twilight. The light world even uses the Twilight as a realm to lock very dangerous criminals away for Pete's sake. Minna is rightfully pretty annoyed at how these races have treated her people in the past, and I feel like that is understandable, though you are playing as Link, a member of the Light World. Plus, we don't know that Midna actually cares about the people living in the Twilight Realm till partway into the game anyway, so initially it really does feel like Midna just hates the inhabitants of the Light World for just the virtue of living in this realm as opposed to her realm, being spiteful rather than playing the princess who thinks her people deserve more. Now I think it's time to get to Midna's Lament, one of the greatest sections in a Zelda game for making you actually care about a character. That may have sounded like hyperbole, but it really wasn't in my opinion. Zelda games always have some section where things are at least slightly different, at least the linear 3D games do anyway, and heck, even Breath of the Wild does. 
Ocarina of Time has you captured by the Gerudo. Majora's Mask has the first three days. Wind Waker has the Forsaken Fortress the first time round. Skyward Sword has you losing all of your items at Elden Volcano. Something is off with all of this. Minda's Lament is that section of the game for Twilight Princess, but instead of it being different to break up the gameplay loop you've experienced so far, it's different because it's trying to play out the story in a meaningful way that makes you actually care for the character rather than her kind of not having much of an arc and then having a lore relation at the end of the game and not much else. The Minda's Lament track is one of the best in Zelda history, even to this day. This used to be a go-to for my videos for a while because I was just so into the song. It plays into your emotions so well and kind of plays out its own little story in the notes. I'm not a music guy so I won't sit here and pretend like I know what every note is in writing and make a deep dive onto the music, but it does sound nice to listen to, that's for sure. <laughs> it also really fits the personality of Midna in my eyes, or it is? At this point in the game, Midna is a pain, don't get it twisted, but she is starting to reform in small ways. She has more banter with Link, or at least as much banter as you can get back from a brick wall anyway. <laughs> And she seems to be warming up to the hero slowly but surely. After a really long and convoluted climb to the top of Hyrule Castle in the hopes that Zelda can save the Twilight Princess, Minna tells Zelda that Link is the one that will save her land, and that Zelda has to save Link since he's just been turned into a wolf, presumably for the rest of his life. Midna is literally half dead on the floor on the brink of demise, and she asks the princess to save Link instead, a gesture that doesn't go unnoticed for the rest of the game as we'll discuss in future episodes. Zelda seems to have been thinking about Midna over the time she's been gone, and seems to know the true identity of the imp, and realises that everything that's happening to the light world and the twilight right now is a product of the Hylian and their insistence to seal away a villain into the twilight realm. Zelda uses the rest of her power to bring Midna back up, and to give her the energy she needs to finish her journey, and ultimately keep living, with the ultimate cost of Zelda's life. Zelda told Link and Midna to find the sword that seals the darkness in the Sacred Grove. Past this point, Midna only becomes more and more friendly with the idea that not everyone in the world of light is bad, and stops seeing Link like a tool so she can help her people, and more like an ally, a friend that could actually help both of them get exactly what they want, which is to free both worlds from the tyrant Zan. Unfortunately, I don't have enough time to talk about the Sacred Grove today, and neither would I really want to. The thing is, I want to talk about that when we get later into the series, since it does play a pretty pivotal role in what I think of the Temple of the Time and that whole area. And just kind of the th whole theme around that area, I won't deep dive into that stuff today. But I will say this, there aren't many puzzles in Zelda games that genuinely annoy me, and these gosh darn Guardian puzzle-like things in Twilight Princess will be the death of me. And one of those guardian puzzles is literally one of the things you have to do to actually progress in this game. The first time I saw that I had to do this puzzle, I screamed a little internally. I'm really stubborn with puzzles like this too, so I didn't want to just search it up and be done with it, which made the whole ordeal far worse at the end of the day. Which is kind of funny, because even on a replay I won't search up the puzzle, and every single time I feel like a bumbling idiot. Point is though, after that ridiculously long tangent, I think it does a good job at summing up the journey so far. The beginning of Twilight Princess is not perfect by any means, I will fully admit that. Even being someone who seems to enjoy the opening far more than most people, the journey has been arduous. But the satisfaction of finishing each dungeon, and the satisfaction of going through a fire and water temple that are actually really good, and knowing you have a whole lot of game left on a first playthrough, is such a good feeling. Link walks into the room, or place, field I guess, and picks up the Master Sword.
making for one of the most epic and just plain cool scenes in the series. Cool music and a companion by your side who will help you to the very end. There were some doubts that Midna would be of help, or if she'd be too much help like some other companions, but I think Midna strikes a perfect balance. I could probably talk about just her for longer, but I'll mention her more in future episodes. As Link turns to exit the grove as a human, being able to switch from wolf to human for the first time, the heroes make their way to the best couple of dungeons in the game. Thank you so much for watching this video. If you enjoyed then please do support the channel by leaving a like rating and subscribing. You'll get weekly Zelda content from me and you'll join the 30% of people who are subscribed, so thank you a ton if you do. The people you can see on screen right now are my Patreon supporters, thank you all so so much for the support guys. As usual, some Gen Jared Whedon are especially amazing for being my top paying patrons. I don't know what I'd do without you guys, thank you. Just look at their Triforce coloured names and that Triforce font. It might even be a different colour today, I'm not sure. Thank you so much for the support guys, it means the world. If you'd like to join them then you can do for as little as £1 or $1.50 a month. The link to my Patreon and other social platforms is in the description, plus I recently made a membership in which you can become heroes on the channel, just like the rest of these lovely people on screen. Thank you so much guys, just press that join button if you do want to join. Thank you so much for watching this video, I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you soon. Please do, stay safe.